acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to It Could Happen Here. I'm Garrison. With me today is uh, Chris. And uh, today we'll be talking about something that I, I was wanting to do for Pride Month, but time kind of got away from me. Uh, but we'll be talking with Noah Adams, who does research into the kind of crossover between autism and being trans. I know we've we briefly mentioned some like rhetoric around this on our War on Trans People series episodes. And Noah was kind enough to reach out to me, be willing to discuss this more in depth. Uh, greetings. Hello. Thank you. Hi, it's it's always Pride Month somewhere in the summer, so I that's think true. We're okay. That's true. Um, so I guess let's. I, I first want to kind of hear how you how you personally kind of got into this field of research, and then maybe kind of clarify what you, what exactly your your field of research um, is. Sure. Um, well, I guess where do you start? I mean, I'm I'm a trans person, and I'm also autistic, so it's sort of a natural. Yeah. Crossover for me. Um, I got started in trans research uh, or trans activism doing suicidality work um, in such a long time ago now. But in, um, I think, 2006, myself and my best friend cycled across Canada to bring awareness for trans suicidality. Um, And in memorandum of uh, a person, a friend who who committed suicide. so, you know, we went to a lot of different communities in, in Canada, including Saskatoon, uh, and did talks <laughs> about, you know, did talks with local trans communities about suicidality prevention stuff uh, and met a lot of great people. Um, and then I came back and I 
did my master of social work also on trans suicidality research, uh, okay. kind of looking at how there's a lot of different research out there and who knows, you know, there's a lot of different rates that are given all high and, and where are we supposed to, you know, fall on that. Um, and then I finished that and I was kind of tired of doing suicidality work. Yeah. That yeah. Seems it's get a, a little lot. bit, a little bit exhausting um, and kind of great. I, I have a, I have a much darker sense of humor than I used to. Yeah. Um, so uh, a friend, I was kind of drifting into autism work, and a friend who, uh, Jake Pine, who who is a professor now at York University, um, suggested I kind of move into that area, and, and here I am. So with the kind of crossover between being trans and have, and, and uh, I guess... I'm I'm not the best. I I don't I don't know. I consciously don't kind of know all the what the most appropriate language is. Would you say that you would you prefer to say that you um like have autism or you are autistic? Um, I, I mean I think it's pretty universal in the autism community to uh, talk about identity first language. So yeah, exactly. You know, autism kind of leads, and and that's yeah. I mean I, I guess I'd say I'm autistic. Most okay, people so, don't say person with autism. Yeah, yeah. So w- with that, so how have you kind of, what what initially got you to, you know, because we, we see a lot of propaganda and stuff trying to almost like take away p- people's agency around both being trans and, 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 um, and with, and had, and being autistic, right? There's a lot of, a lot of propaganda there, especially from like the TERFs in the UK really started this out. Mm. And really accelerated on this point. Um, and I mean, we're not, th- there's a whole bunch of basically autism exterminationist uh, groups out there um, mm-hmm. and a whole, whole bunch of other kind of problems around this. How, how when, when these kind of crossovers start happening, where did you kind of, what, what kind of prompted you to see this and be like, hey, here's this thing that needs to be researched and here's how I'm going to go about it? Because you, you see a lot of people talk about this thing but it's always generally to like attack trans people um, or attack autistic people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a lot there. I mean, I would say, you know, my sort of seedling of interest is, is I just really don't like injustice. I yeah. really, I mean, that's such a broad thing to say, but I really, you know, injustice against people for the sake of who they are really just kind of pisses me off. Um, and you know, I mean, when you pick a research topic, you've got to pick something that you're willing to spend hours and hours and hours in a library or, a, you know, um, a virtual library, what have you, just kind of plowing away at it. And and it seemed like I was pissed off enough at the injustice of the way autistic people and the way trans people are treated. And especially the way I think I think we're ignored by both spheres, by both, you know, for, for TERFs and trans exclusionary folks. Um, I really feel like we're an easy target where, you know, autistic people or, or for that matter, people with developmental disabilities or people with, with any kind of, um, and I'm using heavy finger quotes on this, any kind of impairment based disability feel like a soft target for people that just want to attack trans folks, right? Like, cause they're, they're a group that are so, it, it's incomprehensible to them that we would be able to speak for ourselves. So, so they're, you know, I mean, I, I don't even think that they, I, I don't think they care about autistic people, but I don't think they even 
it even occurs to them that autistic people might have and trans autistic folks might have something to say for themselves. So what's kind of the scope of your research been uh, the for however however long you've been working on this for uh, it, it's it's for a, a PhD program, correct? It is, yeah. Well, I started out doing uh, I wrote a book on trans and autistic folks. It's sort of a series of interviews with folks, um, and you know, I, I mean, I just asked them like about their lives and what it was like to be trans and what it was like to be autistic and what it's like to, you know, try to transition as an autistic person. And a lot of stuff came out of that around, you know, how difficult it can be for folks that are, that are both to access trans healthcare and to sort of navigate their way in the world. Um, and this is for my PhD work, it's sort of an outgrowth of that. So uh, I'm looking specifically at how trans autistic community groups sort of grassroots group formations are, are forming and, and what their goals are. How do you like, how do you go about like ethical research into this topic? Because definitely the like, you know, there's a certain way to like, there's a certain way to be like, I'm researching autism and trans <laughs> people to be like, huh, that's a little bit of a side eye, right? Because because of how some of because of how like the turf groups talk about it. Now, obviously, you're mm -hmm. trans and autistic, and that's completely different. But like, definitely, yeah, I was definitely wondering, like, is there like how what what types of like ways does ethical research go about so that you actually understand people when you're when you're talking to them? It's not it's not about like here we need to we need to like solve these problems because they're, they're not problems to be solved, but it's it's research into living people who are like having lives. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great question. Um, I'm sort of sorting through that myself right now because I'm just, you know, working through my ethical research proposal. Um, but I think you just have to be really honest and open and, and really write all this stuff out. Like, how are you going to contact people and what are you going to talk to them about and, and showing other people what you're doing and being very open to that process, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling 
is choosing the right travel partner. Jean! Eugene Fodor! Jean, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jean, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In what types of ways do you see the the crossover kind of between ableism and transphobia and like what how how have you seen that crossover be used to kind of hurt both trans people and people who are artistic and people who are both I, you know i mean i think the most explicit way has been i you know i see a lot of articles by uh the guardian or the daily mail sure that, you know, bring up the specter of autistic people being overrepresented, overrepresented again in finger quotes, uh, among the trans population going to gender clinics. And, and there isn't ever any explanation after you say that, that the scaremongering is, is just saying there's autistic people supposedly overrepresented among trans folks. Oh no. But it, it, as if it doesn't need saying, it's, it's assumed that that's, that's appalling. You know, but I yeah. would like a little bit more explanation. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot said by how they, how there's how they frame it and how they, and like what they don't say. Um, mm -hmm. and really frame like they, it's all framed as if this is, an, you know, something that everyone recognizes as like a problem. Um, mm -hmm. and countering that is really challenging because it is, yeah, because like again, you're you're doing research into this in this into this specific crossover, and what kinds of stuff have you kind of learned throughout your research about about this I, I mean it's interesting like it's that attitude is also represented in the academic literature like over the last oh i bet yeah I, i'd say over the last five years the the literature on the crossover of, of autism and and trans folks has like skyrocketed like in i always say in 220 alone something like 150 articles were published whereas two years before that maybe 20 Okay. Um, and and the vast majority of them are mentioning the um, the co-occurrence uh, in passing. 
So they're saying, oh, well, we've read these other things where autism and trans identity co-occurs. So thus, you should be very careful prior to providing trans health care because they might be autistic. Yeah, that's the I mean, thing I wanted to talk about was like yeah. the whole medical gatekeeping aspect. And like, you, especially see with, you see this with like TERFs, you know, there's a lot of like infantilization with the TERF mm. rhetoric around this. And then that kind of leads to this type of medical gatekeeping. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, I see I see this, I saw this in a book with uh, the interviews I did, and I, I see it in so many other places, and especially conversation with folks, is that, you know, the problem seems to be if you tell an unexpected narrative to the person in charge of gatekeeping you for transgender health care, you're going to make them nervous. And if you make them nervous, they're, they're not necessarily going to say no, but they're going to say to themselves at least, oh, let's wait and see. And for, for autistic folks, waiting and seeing might mean forever, right? Like I talked to folks in the book uh, that, you know, without without mentioning actual cities um, because of the, you know, the particular situation of this person. Yeah. But let, let's, you know, let's say he lived in New Orleans uh, and he wasn't able to access trans health care in New Orleans because it just wasn't available to folks who were autistic. And so he ended up moving to Chicago. Which, which shows, you know, he moved to Chicago specifically to get trans health care, which shows a level of capacity that they're implying in the context of trans health care in New Orleans that he's not capable of. But, you know, he can uproot his whole life, move across the country, set himself up, find a doctor, and then he talked to the doctor in an informed health clinic in Chicago. And, and they were like, oh, yeah, we knew that you were from this city and we knew that you were autistic before you told us because there's this whole pipeline of autistic yeah. trans folks making the migration to Chicago from this particular city because they huh. can't get health care. I mean, like, you know, the, I'm also thinking about, you know, like kids trying to come out as trans um, who have autism or have any other kind of, you know, quote unquote, developmental disability. Um, and like just the, all of the ways that that can be used to gaslight kids about their gender I, identity. Um, I know in your book, you mentioned stuff around like self-discovery and coming out and issues with family. Um, what kind of, what kind of things have you heard, heard about that in terms of how, how kids that, who, that, that kids are like figuring, figuring out gender stuff while also having this whole other thing that people use to yeah. kind of, you know, add on to their experience? I mean, I think, you know, one of the things I notice, especially in, you know, sort of trans autistic autobiographies is that, you know, gender doesn't really make an inherent sort of sense to a lot of autistic folks. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense it to me, but I mean, I have, yeah. I have something going on in my brain. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's autism, but yeah, I, gender's ne never made sense to me either. And I think like where you, for autistic people, especially where you come across things that don't make an inherent sort of sense, it, it's difficult to accept them. Like so much in the world doesn't make inherent sense, but that can be a real sticking point for autistic folks. So, you know, what I seem what I seem to see a lot of is that by the time folks come out of well, first of all, it seems like although you know I don't want to quote any particular kind of research on it because I think the jury's still out, but it seems like autistic people are more likely to identify as non-binary. Okay. Um, or to just not identify with gender at all. Um, and it does seem like by the time folks come out as trans, whatever, you know, permutation of that there is for them, um, they've, they've tried just about every other identity 
they can, you know, they can try out. Like, especially, you know, I mean, we're aware that there are social stigmas and, and, and social expectations around gender. So I, I think for, for a lot of autistic folks, they're going to try to fit that, even though it doesn't make sense to them, they're going to try to fit within that because they know it exists. And that by the time they come out as, as trans, like, or male or female or what have you, like, we pretty well know <laughs> is, if is that there makes any, any kind of sense. Yeah, no, I mean, they think that there's a lot of misconceptions people have about about I mean, both being trans and being autistic, let, let alone uh, being both. Um, is, is there any, like, yeah, like, what sorts of common misconceptions about this on, like, on like a broader level would you like to dispel? Um, sure, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people get told, you know, you can't, you can't be autistic because you're too, you're too articulate. Or, you know, you have too much of an opinion. Autistic people can't have Jeez. an opinion of themselves or their own life. And I, yeah, you know, that's I'm, gross. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I think that's what it equates but yeah, to. Yeah, I've absolutely. Um, and then, you know, trans folks get told, it, it's not uncommon to get told, oh, well, you can't be autistic because you're trans. So you're sort of in this, this no, no person's land. That's such a... That's such like an ontological attack on someone's being. It's so it really is, yeah. Like that's, you know, like you know, already like again, just being solely trans or autistic, you get some of that, and then together, it's like it's just attacking every kind of part of you that you're trying to figure out. Um, well, I mean, I mean, in terms of attacking people rhetorically, it's sort of the perfect weapon because you can make autistic trans people into whatever you want to be convenient to you. What, what kinds of stuff do you think people should know about this to help kind of either, you know, to help either like counter some of like the rhetoric around this or just to gain better like personal understanding, right? If they have, if they have, you know, people in their lives who are like this, or maybe they suspect that they're, that they're trans and they're autistic, like how, what, what kinds of, what kinds of stuff would you like people to be more aware of about this intersection? Well, I guess I remember a story someone from the book told me about how, you know, he was, he had, his best friend is, is trans and autistic as well and has uh, a number of physical disabilities. And he was kind of, he's sort of the caretaker for him. Um, and he was kind of talking to him about how, oh, well, I don't know if I'm trans and I don't know if I should, you know, if I should use that label or like, you know, maybe it's not the right thing to do or it's bad or something. And his friend was like, well, you know, you're not, you're not a hormonal vampire. Like you're not going to like suck the hormones <laughs> out of somebody else and, and hurt them by taking away their testosterone. Like, Oh, I wish, this is, I, I yeah. wish it worked like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, you know, this, I, this I is would about, be a trans vampire. <laughs> um, this is about you and what makes you comfortable. It's not about like, you're not hurting anybody else by yeah. being yourself. And I think, you know, Autistic folks, like anybody else, you know, worry about, I mean, we're, we're just as susceptible to, to the attacks on trans folks yeah. as anybody else, right? Like, and, and you worry that, like, well, maybe this is the right thing to do, but, like, what are you hurting by, by exploring it? That doesn't yeah. mean you have to be trans or you have to transition or, or you can't change your mind, like, but yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt anybody. Even, let alone you, to just be open to it. Even just, like, temporarily trying out different names or pronouns, right, can can be, like, such a mm -hmm. big deal. Um, 
and it it can be very incidental. Like it doesn't it doesn't need to be so cataclysmic, right? That's something that you can experiment with, and it's fine, right? You never, yeah, you don't need to lock yourself into anything. Um, but of course, you know when it's about your personal sense of identity, of course, it, it feels much bigger. Um, well, and I think I think people worry about what other folks. I mean, obviously, people worry about what other folks will think sure. of them and, and what yeah, that would mean for them. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like a strange comparison to make, but I don't know if you've seen Crimes of the Future. Oh, I've not this, yet. Oh, it's it's really good. It's it's uh, the most recent David Cronenberg movie, and there's I'm, this I'm great. Aware. I I'm going to give away the end of the movie, so spoiler spoilers. Alert. I know. There's Finally, this great... we're turning this into a movie podcast. What I've always right. wanted. There's this great scene at the end, though, where Viggo Mortensen is like in this. He has this special, like, very David Cronenbergy bone chair that he has to like be in to move him around while he's eating. Yeah. And he finally is convinced by his partner to like try the the plastic chocolate bar that's you know supposed to be like it's a whole digestive thing. I won't get into it, but you know, there's this moment of realization that like he's been avoiding this for the whole, the whole movie. And he like tries it and he's eating it. And, and suddenly there's this, this realization moment in his face where he's like, Oh, this didn't have to be so difficult. Yeah. Like I, society doesn't want me to do this. And it's, it's seen as a crime and it's seen as, as terrible. But actually when you cross that Rubicon, it it wasn't as bad as you thought. Yeah, I mean, especially if you if if you're even even if you're not like coming out to everybody you know all at the same time, right? You can sure, start you yeah. start off with a small group of people that you know are gonna be with you, and you try it out with them. And if you like it, then great. That's that's a really good sign. If you if you start it and you're like, and eh, this doesn't feel right, then you don't need to commit. Like it's not a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that Rubicon can f- feel so big sometimes. Yeah. And it, it feels like you're you're jumping across a, a giant, like the Grand Canyon, but really all it is is you're stepping across, you know, a, a small stream and you can step right back across there if you didn't like it. Yeah. So what kind of things would you like to see happen around, like, the medical gatekeeping so that it's less fucked up? <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of, I'm, I'm actually at a... Uh, conference in Belgium right now for, oh, for trans health sort of medical trans health stuff um and you know i mean i think one of the things i keep coming back to is you don't need to treat autistic people in the realm of trans healthcare any differently than you do anywhere else like yep. anyone else like especially in the gatekeepery model we have like either you have the capacity to consent or you don't like that that test is and yep. i have lots of thoughts about that but that's for another day but you know, whether you meet those tests or not, it should not be any different just because you're autistic. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, 
and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was good. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Would you like to, I guess, talk uh, just briefly about uh, your book? Um, you know, what's it like? What 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 the scope of it is? Where people can find sure. it? That sort of thing. Um, Trans and autistic stories from uh, stories from life at the intersection by Jessica Kingsley Publishers. Um, it was out in 2020, I think. People can find it on Amazon or wherever you buy books. I'm sure Powell's Bookstore over there in Portland has it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a series of interviews with folks who are trans and autistic. I sat down with folks and and asked them about their life and, and what's going on and what that looks like. And then I sort of uh, 
you know, try to transcribe that into into a text, into a narrative form and put that in a book. And here we are. That sounds wonderful. Um, I see the I see the I see the listing on Amazon.ca for our for our, for our Canadian <laughs> Canadian folks as well. Um, yeah, thank you so much for talking about this. Um, is there any other kind of random thoughts that you would like to you would like to mention that we haven't that we haven't brought up yet? Sure. Um, you know, I always like to plug Rube's Walsh's work, which looks at, you know, they do a lot of work in trans autistic stuff, too. And they kind of look at why more people may be trans and autistic. Uh, and one of the things they've they've found is that it may be that uh, autistic people are both less capable of hiding the fact that they're trans and less less capable of caring. Um, or caring about hiding it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it may be more obvious that there is a, 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 a concurrence there, but not an actual overage of a concurrence, let's say. Yeah, of yeah. That, I mean, that was definitely in the back of my mind. Yeah. Huh. Well, again, Noah, thank you so much uh, for coming to talk with us. Sure, um, yeah. Can I, can I plug a couple things? Is that okay? Plug, plug away. This is... Still, um, still your time. Okay. Um, so I'm leading a refugee sponsorship group for a group of five for a trans guy from the Middle East. And we're raising funds through the Metropolitan Community Church in Toronto. We got to raise a certain amount before we can put the application in. And I can give you that link, but it's at CanadaHelps.org. And the name is Trans and Proud. Trans Proud. Trans and proud. I can Trans read out the whole proud. URL, but it's kind of long. I will. I will put. If you send me that link, I will put it in the description for people to click on. Awesome. And you can find me at Noah Adams on Twitter because I got in early enough to get my name. Yeah. Wow. March two thousand nine. Just right, right on the cusp. Yep. Well, again, thank you so much for reaching out to talk about this intersection. Hopefully, if, if anyone was interested. And what we were talking about, um, please check out Noah's book um, to just ha read a whole bunch of stories from 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 people um, about this. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. All right, everyone. That does it for us today. See you on the other side. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.